Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We are presented with support of Weatherhead Executive Education at Case Western Reserve University. I'm Dan Poletta. Seems in the last 10 years or so, there's been a real explosion when it comes to the world of drones, not only in terms of innovation, but it seems like more people are using them and for a lot of different purposes. Prior used to just seem to be the military and hobbyists, but now drones have expanded in their use. And this is starting to raise some questions legally and, and for businesses. So we wanted to explore those issues with our own Dan Shingler, who covers a lot of different angles of business for Cranes Cleveland. Dan, thanks for being with us. Welcome back to the landscape. Sure, Dan. Thanks for having me. This question of drones, as I mentioned, it used to be something that for people, it was a hobby and then the military used them. What's going on now all of a sudden? It seems like more and more businesses and, and other organizations are using drones and it's starting to cause some problems. Yeah, I'm not sure I would say that the businesses using them is 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 causing the problems. I mean, probably more of the problems that spur people to pass laws and things like that probably come from the recreational, the hobbyist side. But but yeah, they we we are seeing them used more and more. A lot of the times they're used you you would never see them because they're out somewhere in the hinterlands inspecting a pipeline or a cell phone tower or a radio tower or something like that. I don't know if you broadcast from one of the towers in Seven Hills, but those get inspected uh, with drones. And they're just kind of finding their way into life and the economy as uh, as they evolve and as the applications for them evolve and as people kind of just match up, hey, this is something a drone could do better than me having a human being, you know, climb up on that uh 400 foot radio tower or something like that. Um, on top of, you see them a lot used for entertainment purposes a lot more. I mean, it's kind of invisible to you, but when you watch a movie or a TV show these days, you, you, you see a lot of aerial shots, a lot more than you used to, because now, you know, you can put up a drone and it's far less uh, expensive and risky than putting up a helicopter to get those, those shots. So whether it's Real estate people, you know, commercial real estate people, especially, but even uh, residential real estate people working with large homes uh, often use drones to, to show the, the property. Um, downtown uh, uh, city uh, backer groups like uh, the Cleveland Partnership and others um, use drones to show off life in downtown. They're, they're just finding many more applications. When it comes to issues of regulation, this seems to be something that's coming up more and more about the need to regulate these drones in, in a number of ways. Or is this more of a city question? Is it the cities want to regulate how they're used? Or is it a statewide question? Who, who wants to deal with this? Yeah, that's that's kind of becoming a, a, an issue. And in, in what I wrote about this week, cities are starting or, or have been uh, passing laws on, on drones, and that seems to be accelerating. Like the city of Cleveland largely just follows the FAA regulations and says those are our regulations for drones. Other cities are, are trying to clamp down on them a little harder. Um, usually they try to say, you know, you can't fly them in a certain place or, or at a certain time. Brook Park in Aurora, uh, Aurora has a law. Brook Park is considering a law that is largely mirrors what's on the books in Aurora. Um, that law says you can't fly within uh, a thousand feet of, I think it's uh, any city building, um, any school, water tower. There's some other restrictions and then some restrictions with flying over uh, private residences. And while that, that sounds like, oh, okay, that, that sounds perfectly reasonable, and, and maybe it is, that's up for others to decide. But, you know, the, the drone pilots say, well, a thousand feet, I mean... 
you know, a mile is only 5,600 feet. So that's, you know, you're getting up to a fifth of a mile or, or so there. And if that applies to every city structure and facility, you can kind of blanket a whole city pretty, pretty quickly if, if you have all of those restrictions on. But the, the main thing that the drone community, I think, is, is concerned about is it's going to be really difficult for them if every time they cross into a new village, town, city, subdivision or whatever, the law changes. And, you know, some real, realtor is going to hire a drone pilot and say, hey, I want you to go film this property that I'm, I'm trying to sell. And he's going to say, well, what city is it in? And, and he's going to or township or whatever and, and have to look up the laws for that. That, that's going to be cumbersome for their business, they say, and, and often would not let them do the, the work that they would probably have been hired to do. So the cities, though, will, will take Aurora. Or what, what is it they want? Is it it's a question of privacy? They don't want things too close to the, their buildings the, or too close the, to their the people? Cities, yeah, the, the city folks, that the people that I've talked with at the city say that they're most, they're most concerned uh, about privacy. And, you know, I think even even a drone advocate, and, and I fly drones, I'm not necessarily going to call myself a drone advocate, but I, I do fly them and I'm hoping to fly them to take photos for journalism at some point. Um, but the, the cities say it's largely a question of privacy. Um, they'll, they'll tell you they've gotten some complaints and they'll also tell you that, well, even if we haven't gotten complaints, we're trying to head complaints off. Um, and you know, I think your average person says, well, yeah, I don't want a drone flying into my yard, taking pictures through my windows and things like that. But then the drone people will say, well, there's already laws on the books to keep people from doing things like that. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you can, you, you can walk in front of a house with your camera and if you think it's a nice house, you can take a picture of it and that's fine. But if you camp out there with a telephoto lens aimed at their bathroom window for four hours, probably someone's going to come up and say something to you, right? So right. there's, there's a need for common sense here. And that, that, that's why I say the recreational hobby side is, is probably where the problem comes from. And, and even most of those people, I think, are very conscientious. But if you get, if you get somebody who's just going to buy a drone and, and not register it or follow any of the, the rules and regulations and is going to fly it and look into their, their neighbor's window, that's probably somebody not bothering to study for and pay to take a test and get certified and file with the FAA. That's probably just some guy who's in the hobby, probably for a couple of weeks. Have companies like Amazon weighed in on this sort of thing? I think we all remember that special on 60 Minutes, one of the segments about four or five years ago where they showed it for the first time. And you're like, really? Is this going to work? Apparently it does. And are they now yeah, part of this conversation? They, they are. I'm, I'm told, and I haven't spoken with, with Amazon directly. Um, but but I'm told that they watch the drone laws all over the country um, very closely. One person told me that, um, I think it was about five years ago, Ohio uh, had a piece of legislation that was proposed that was going to not allow drone deliveries and reported, uh, this, this person told me that, that Amazon had really lobbied hard for that and, and, and gotten it killed, kind of repeating hearsay here and I don't really like saying things I haven't personally reported, but they 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 do apparently watch this really closely. And there's talks uh, talk about you know maybe this could even be expanded to to business generally. I mean you know it doesn't have to just be consumer packages. It could be places things going back and forth from business to business. One person even said that you know he, he could envision them shipping supplies around with with larger drones, but that's going to raise a whole bunch of more questions, obviously. But it's, it's a matter of kind of, well, where are they allowed to fly and who, who sets the rules for that? 
the Federal Aviation Administration, they say they, they set the rules. They say we regulate airspace from the top of the blade of grass on up to as high as airplanes can fly. But that's not that's not really clear. You can you you can get a different answer to that depending on which aviation lawyer you you, you talk to. Um, so it's it has to do with things like what's the navigable the lowest uh, the lowest altitude that that is safe for navigable flight, right? Because you don't want drones in in the, the the airplane airspace. But the FAA has to regulate navigable space, and that was set up. I mean, you're going back to like the 40s now when they said, okay, it's 500 feet. And, and I mean, literally a lot of this is based on a, like a 19, I think it's a 40, 48 case of a chicken farmer complaining about military planes flying over his, his property. Well, the drone people say, well, that's 1948. You know, maybe a C-130 needs 500 feet of altitude to fly safely. But a drone doesn't. I mean, a drone, you know, can turn on a dime, can go up and down in a small space. So we've, we've kind of got, seems to me, some outdated regulations that, that probably need to be upped. And whether Congress needs to step in and say this is the FAA's authority or it's not the FAA's authority. I, I think the people in the drone world are just looking for some clarification and, and some consistency. I mean, they, they want to know what the law is so that they don't break it. They're not out there trying to cause trouble for the most part. Cranes Cleveland's Dan Shingler joins us today for The Landscape. We are a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We're presented with support of Weatherhead Executive Education at Case Western Reserve University. I'm Dan Paletta. Talking about drones today, are there other parties who are starting to weigh in on these kinds of things, Dan? Other people complaining or voicing support in any particular way? Not too much. I mean, you've you've got law enforcement that is 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 beginning to use drones more and more for for its own purposes. Um, some people think that's great. Some people not not so much. Um, but but I think it's it's going to happen. I mean, just like they're going to be and enter other parts of, of society. But mostly the, the the privacy thing is an issue. There's somewhat of an issue in in parks, and you're not allowed to fly drones from most parks. Now you can arguably fly it over a park if you're within other requirements of, of, of the law. Um, and, you know, I mean, I fly drones and I don't really necessarily want to walk through South Chagrin Reservation and hearing what sounds like a swarm of angry bees 50 feet from me either. So I get that. Um, so it's, it's just, there's going to have to be probably some compromises made probably on both sides. Unfortunately, again, we need laws to make people use common sense. For drone enthusiasts, where do you take them? I mean, people just tend to fly them around their neighborhoods, or do you take them out to the lake, or what do you do with it? There's all sorts of applications you can put on your phone that will tell you where you cannot, can and cannot fly. Um, and you know, you can open it up, and it'll, it'll, it knows where it is, and it'll say you can't, you can't fly here because, you know, you're two miles from Burke Airport, and. There's a no, you know, there's no flying here right now, so you can't. Um, but most of, of the area you can you can fly in. Um, now again, it, it depends on the the private property question, and the drone people and the FAA will say, well, if you're if you're following FAA guidelines, you can fly over private property. Um, but um, I suppose there, there's potentially the risk that a, a landowner could sue you. But you know, when a, a drone person will say, if if someone's watching you. The best thing that you can do is to call them over and say, look at my screen, because your screen shows you what the drone sees. 
and you know, I, I I think people imagine that these drones are flying over their their houses with these really super telephoto lenses and, and <laughs> you know getting close up pictures of people sunbathing or, or 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 whatever. And you look at the image, and you know, most people are like, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah, you can see my house, but other than that, who cares? You know, a, a satellite is probably taking photos of you right now that are, are more invasive than what a drone is taking. And and your phone is certainly spying on you more than than the average drone operator cares to. Uh, I mean, you, you ask most people that fly drones and they're like, you know, you fly over someone's house and they're like, I don't care. I, I, I don't care about his house. I'm not I'm trying to get to point B because I want to, you know, do some video of. Of, of, of something else. So, but it's always a few bad apples, right? I probably should have asked this when we began, is there something in particular that's driving this conversation now that, that legislation's coming forward and people are really starting to have a talk about it? Or- um, what, what got it on, on my radar screen was this, the, the Brook Park uh, legislation was, was getting some attention from some people in the, the drone community. And, and then when I looked at that, I, I found that, you know, there were already some other laws on the books. So it's, Kind of, kind of a, an ongoing trend, but um, did something earth shattering happen right now? No, but we're just kind of seeing a continuation of a, of a trend that is probably headed toward some friction. Is there any chance that overregulation could end up harming drones and for, for business purposes? Oh, sure. And, and um, actually, a lot of people on, on both sides of the argument, you know, you'll, you'll get people that dis- disagree over who has regulatory authority and who doesn't. But um, by and large, most people that, that know a lot about drones, at least, will, will say, yeah, that there is a, a definite risk that regulation will, will stifle um, some business and, and industry. But I think you've probably also got people that would probably cheer that, right? Because, you know, you like, take Amazon, right? Amazon wants to deliver packages. Well, you know, there are people out there that don't want even Amazon delivery drones going up and down their street all day. So there are probably a lot of people who would say, yeah, put the kibosh on that, please. You know, There's also a school of thought that if drones can't, if they don't fly over property, they'll have to fly along the roadways, which means that roadways will have a lot of drone traffic and, and, you know, and they, they, they can produce some noise. So there, there is that. Now they're getting quieter and quieter and I suspect that that will become less and less of an issue, but Yes, it's going to probably uh, stifle some business if, if, if there's overburden some regulation, um, but no, some people won't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I just envision the scenario where Warrensville Heights creates a drone law and another community says, well, you know, you can't use your drones there for business, but you could certainly come to O'Leary and use them here. That's sort of fighting right. back and forth kind right. of thing. Well, I mean, you know, there, there's even a decent chance that we'll be flying in drones um, at, at, at some point. I mean... A drone is is an unmanned aerial vehicle, right? So I mean, it's not it's not controlled with a human at the controls. Um, technically, Shatner went up in a drone. I mean, there wasn't anybody flying that; it was being flown from the ground, right? So you're going to see more and more of them in, in lots of places, and you'll probably see them in, on water. You'll probably see them underwater at some point. Do we need a solution for this problem finally, or is this just something that's going to have to work itself out? No, we, we, we probably do need a, a solution. Um, I, I, I think probably we need some consistency to, to, to regulation, but we're probably going to need some regulation. I mean, there are very few things that we don't need any regulation on, right? So, um, and, but, but right now, this is just becoming 
kind of kind of a hodgepodge that is probably not good for the industry or, or anyone really. Dan, thanks for bringing us up today. Didn't know a lot of this stuff. Interesting to find it out. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Dan Chinglin reports on business for Cranes Cleveland. He joined us today for The Landscape. We are a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We are presented with the support of Weatherhead Executive Education at Case Western Reserve University. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, thanks for joining us and we'll talk again soon.